Tantrum House Board Gaming Podcast is recorded live from Studio WKRD in Greenville, South Carolina. This podcast is brought to you by our friendly local game store, Boardwalk, purveyors of fine games. Bezier Games, the new classics. AEG, we make fun. The Game Steward, your second chance at Kickstarter games. And Game Toppers, LLC, upgrading your gaming experience. Your hosts are here to help you sort through the cardboard commotion to help you find the diamonds in the rough. So buckle up. Especially if you're driving right now, because you're about to arrive at the Tantrum House. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Today we got Will Meadows. Melissa Delp. Kevin Delp. And Sarah Meadows. In the house. Now, I don't want to have everybody else. They were here just a moment ago. They're like, peace. Apparently that time change, even though we fell back. It's better, man. <laughs> I, I've been having the last two nights have been good sleeps. Uh, myself as well. Now, I do understand when you got little kids in the house, they don't understand fall back. They just keep on waking up <laughs> at the same time every day. That is true. Everyone who left has little kids. This is correct. We're we're moving on to the middle kids. Uh, well, let's talk about some board games today. We got some cool ones coming to Kickstarter. We uh, playing have, games. Are we calling this the Thanksgiving episode? Thanksgiving. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the games that we typically play at Thanksgiving or that we're looking forward to playing. And then uh, we always like to start off by talking about some of the games that we've most recently had on the table. Now, I know we had our Saturday morning board game show this past weekend, which is probably a week ago. Um, Did we play anything cool there? I only was available for the first seven minutes because I had to go to a kid karate tournament. Oh, yeah. yeah, Quickly tell us about the karate tournament. Then we'll get into it. Ah, okay. So... Similar to the Mighty Ducks. No, not like that. <laughs> we won some medals. Yeah, all three boys competed this year again uh, in our regional championship. And uh, Xander walked away with a bronze. Lincoln walked away with a silver and a bronze. He walked away with a gold and a bronze. A gold and a bronze. And, and Liam had two silver. Yeah, they were kicking booty. So it was a good time. They were well-practiced. They looked sharp. Very proud of them. Good stuff. And uh, then we ate party food afterwards. Yep, and played games all night. Yeah, it was a good day. And it you guys was. played games all morning. Yeah, we did. so let me talk a little bit about one of the games we played. Okay, so on the show had, or at night? At night. Okay. So oh, okay. we hosted, well, we'll come back to the show, but this is a great story. So um, this is fun. We uh, played Ready, Set, Bet from AEG, oh, cool. full player count, Ooh. and we had someone. Did you play with the app or no? No, no, no. We oh, next level. Oh, this is probably going to be neat. We're going to have to have a special guest at Tandrum Conscious <laughs> for this event. Uh, so Ryan Hendrick, friend of ours, his dad was there and he was like, Dad, I need you to, can you just announce the game for us? And this is a semi-regular game night that we go to and Ryan's dad is always there. And, but he doesn't and usually never plays play, games. Yeah, he doesn't usually <laughs> play any games with us. And we're like, we just need you to announce So he's gone for a little bit. I'm setting up and explaining because no one has ever played this game before, I think besides us and Ryan. So I'm explaining the game. We're playing full player count. Plus, we had one person just moving horses to make it go fast, one person rolling dice, and And his dad announcing. They don't have a board game table, but they have a a pool pool table. table. So they have a big green table in the middle of the the room. Everybody's circled around it. The game is all set up. And then Ryan's dad pops back out. And he is in full costume, ready for the horse race. I don't know what those kind of hats are called, but he's got like the floppy hat thing on top. He's got a... He has a pair of binoculars. Around his neck. 
And then he has this little, um, I don't even know how to describe it. Oh, well, he was, he couldn't find a, uh, like loudspeaker megaphone. megaphone. So he popped the top off of a, of a layup and he has like a layup cone. No way. <laughs> And it did make this very interesting vibration sound with it, his it voice. It really so well. So it sounded like he was using he's, some yeah. type of amplification system. Yeah, Sarah and Ryan start rolling dice, and he's immediately like, don't come in the middle of the line. We got the red, blue, blue, number seven, pull the head with the blue, coming down the outside line with the green. It was great. Everybody yes. was going crazy. It was a good time. He yeah. did a fantastic job. Yep. So I felt like I was at the horse races. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Maybe he can come to a tantrum. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Recruit him for the show. Uh, it was a good time. So after you left, we talked about 12 games Woo! in one well, hour. I saw a couple on the table that looked pretty neat. What were some of the highlight ones? I mean, we the ones that we play, usually we get more interaction with, with yep. the audience. So mm-hmm. the two ones that the two games that we played were Sounds Fishy from Big Potato Games. I think I heard about this. And this is a sort of balderdash-like game where one person is saying the real answer and everyone else around the table is saying... A is making up an answer that could but, be true. Yeah, but the they want unlike to. balderdash where you're trying to think of like a long definition of something, it's just you're probably one word a or one two words. Word. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's a short answer. And you want the player not to guess yours, like the, the the guesser, not to guess yours because you want them to think that yours is the right answer. So you want yours to be guessed last. Mm, okay. um, and there's basically points on how well they do or how well they don't do. But. Yeah, and one player is the has a blue fish, and that player has to give the correct answer. Everyone else has a red fish, a red herring, mm. and they're giving other answers. They know what the real answer is. Yes. One person doesn't know any of them. Correct. And they have to guess. And they have to guess what the real answer is. So our audience decided that Jonah was a traitor, even in the <laughs> even in this cooperative game. Right. Well, it's right. not cooperative, but like he <laughs> was like trying to throw people off. And the other game that we played, um, almost a full game of, was Fun Facts. Oh yeah, and I think that we, is that's from one. Repost Production. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think we've all played that, right? Yes. You weren't here when we played it. He's played, I've yeah, played it. Oh, you played it other, other times. Yeah, yeah. I really like that it sort of like tells the people who are watching or who are even playing a little bit more about the person because it's giving it's like giving info or asking questions that you'd be like oh that's interesting like what time do you like how who early gets do you, up the earliest yeah, yeah who yeah. gets up the earliest or i don't know can you think of another one most many board games do you yeah own? that's an easy one yeah. But, yeah or like i didn't know will wanted to be a spy right. like you know <laughs> we played one the other night with a different group and it was how tall would you want to be if oh, you, interesting. If you like, what's your ideal, ideal height? height? And I was like, oh, because we were playing with someone who was really tall. And then Melissa's like five. Short. Short. One-ish. <laughs> so it's like. Over five. It's like, is the tall person think he's too tall? Or does he right. like his height? Or, you know, it's yeah. kind of interesting. Melissa and, wish she was six foot tall? And, and for our listeners, basically, every player answers the question and puts their answer Face down, and then you're trying to order them from lowest to highest. Mm-hmm. And it's answer. the person who puts it down that gets to pick, right? So right. they're like, "I think I want to be taller than the other two right. people at the table, but <laughs> maybe not." Yeah, right. it's, it's interesting. So we yeah. we did come up with uh, Jonah is very very uncomfortable, and he's too tall for airplanes. No, but I fit great. Right, right. So yeah, we've had this conversation before about height. That's an interesting question. So the last question, the last time we did it in Saturday Morning Morgan Show, we did it perfect. Oh yeah, so, there you go. So the the 
preceding questions did not go as well, <laughs> but at least the last at one. At least the one. You synced it at the last you one. You synced in the last one. But you should go. Um, if you're listening, uh, we'd love for you to go check it out on YouTube. It's the November Saturday morning board game show. We talked, like I said, about 12 games. We talked about the exit advent calendar. We talked about some games from Mon- Man- Mandu games, mm-hmm. D80s and Reflecto. Talked Reflecto about looks Cac- cool. Cactus Town, Ole Guacamole, Village Rails, Onironauts, which is like a Dixit style like game. But you, is that, did you mm-hmm. play that with us? Yep. We played like a couple rounds. Is that how we're pronouncing that? Onironauts? Yes. <laughs> it's based off of a Greek like demigod. Oh, uh, okay. So. Um, and then we talked about uh, Vivarium, Avatar Rising, and then one of our other sponsors was Meeple Woodworking. So, Some yeah. very cool Christmas type gifts. Yeah. yeah. It was a fun episode for yeah, sure. Lots of cool stuff. What about, what have you... What have you been playing, Will? Uh, so I got a couple different games to the table tonight, actually. We got to play Splitto from Blam Games. Had you guys played that before? That was our first time yeah, playing. First time. We played Full Complement. Yeah, yeah. So I think I maybe talked about it on a previous episode, but this is the type of game where it's just you have a hand of 13 cards. They're either numbered cards or goal cards. And the interesting thing about the game is that you're scoring based on the goals that you're able to achieve with the person on your left multiplied by the person that you're able to collect goals with on the right. And then that's your score for the game. So you draw a card, you play it, you choose whether you're going to lay it on the left or right. And the goals in the game are simple, simple things like have the majority of teal cards on the table or have the majority of five cards or have a set of two cards. And it's surprisingly simple concept, but like... There was some AP going on at our table <laughs> from multiple people going, oh, wait, which side do I put it on? How do, I don't want to mess up this goal. And uh plays pretty quick. Uh, what did you guys think of it? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think playing the first time with so many people and on a big a table, I couldn't – I would – want to be able to see what other people are true. playing and, I, and what their goals are. We, you know, because you're playing with your partner on your left and right. It, Melissa and I were working towards a goal together mm-hmm. and we thought we had it in the bag. Not knowing that Larry end. and Jonah in the corner of the table were secretly hiding Hidden all behind their the cards. Napkins and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so Sarah and I, I think, got about seven worth of points on our side, but Kevin and I only got three. I think me and Sarah tied. We tied and then I won the tiebreaker. Which is not a fair tiebreaker. It was too. <laughs> oh, I no. was able to get more rules, points well. with fewer the cards. Rules, it actually makes zero sense. The tiebreaker is the player who plays the fewest cards, I mean, like on both sides of them, wins. However, great. the person who's actually playing them plays the exact same number. So no. it really has to do with the person no, on no. the left has, or the right. More it cards does to have Melissa. to do. If, it means that I was more efficient with yeah. the other two players and the goals. Like we needed fewer cards to complete the goals. Right, but it has actually nothing to do with your actions because you played 13 cards total sure. on your left and right. It has to do with what the other two players beside you contributed to your pile. Sure, sure. sure but we picked good <laughs> So we goals. as you and Melissa won? I like that's what I'm saying. It has nothing Who to do with your actual uh, Ryan. So Ryan and Melissa actually helped Melissa or helped Sarah, Sarah beat Will. Correct. That's what you took. Sure. Three people to beat Will. So Larry and <laughs> Hannah made you lose. Is that what you're saying? Oh, that's what I'm blaming. Wow. It you guys hear that? Wow, you guys <laughs> took me down with all your fluffy cards. I didn't need. Uh, we. Oh, go for it, Melissa. What oh, I, I was going to say uh, one of the games that we've recently gotten to the table is. Woodcraft. Woodcraft, not Wordcraft. We not played Wordcraft. Wordcraft. We, we've played both, but uh, Woodcraft from Delicious Games. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the designers is Vladimir Sushi. Mm-hmm. 
sure. Suchet, sorry. Uh, but I really enjoy uh, the games that he's designed. Um, he's uh, Underwater Cities, Praga Kaput Regni, mm-hmm. Pulsar 2849, yep. others. Um, so we're talking about medium plus no, to no, no. heavy. These are on the heavier side. Okay. Heavy Euro games. Yep. And often there are some interesting action, action selection or worker placement type of things going on. And this game has a, a circle. I guess it would be kind of like a rondelle in the middle. And you're taking an action tile and moving it to the next section of the circle. Mm-hmm. There's four quadrants. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there are going to be bonuses associated with the slot that you take it out of. So you're not only looking at what action do I want to do, but what bonuses can I get from taking the action from the spot. And normally the longer an action stays in a spot, potentially it might get more bonuses Mm -hmm. as people take other actions. And the whole theme is kind of interesting. You're like these little wood elf creatures. And it's a lot about planting trees and using lumber to make things. And you're having dice with pip values on them. And normally you need certain combinations of colors of dice and pip values to complete contracts. But you can saw your dice. So maybe I have a five and I could turn it into a two and a three or a one and a four. Or I might be able to glue two dice together. Theoretically. theoretically. <laughs> so, so I could combine. I mean, it comes a, with an actual saw in the game. Right. <laughs> Those poor dice. No. So I could one make a two play. and a four into dice. a six. Um, <laughs> or... Adding things. So there's a lot of manipulation going on Mm -hmm. with the dice that you have in your pool. But those actions take resources Mm -hmm. or you have to flip over a tile. So I can't do it every time. I might only be able to do it once or twice in a round, depending on how I have upgraded my workshop. So it, it was... We've played it twice so far, and Mm -hmm. I think both Kevin and I are still wrapping our minds around how to efficiently use our actions to then be able to have those really strong turns later in the game. You know the word grok? Mm -hmm. Like how to grok? Like I would say like there are other games I've been able to like sort of understand how things work right out and of the gate. Not, not right out of the gate, but like after I played it one time, I'm like, ah, I could do better in these kinds of things. And like, I'm not going to be like missing. Like, I don't feel like I'm missing like big strategies for woodcraft. I'm feeling like, am I missing like <laughs> something amazing? Interesting. Because the, the points on the main game board go up to like 150. The first game I got like 50, 60 points. The second game, it was in the eighties. I was like, I did better. But I'm like still half, half of what the potential, like supposedly the potential is. And then someone was saying, I don't know if it was Larry was saying on board game geek, like they said a good score is in the like lower 100s. I'm like, I feel like I must be missing something in how I'm doing because there's some free actions that you can take. So I'm just wondering, like, am I just not utilizing my dice because you're growing dice, cutting dice, gluing dice? I'm like, I feel like there is some things there that I'm just like, I think I just need to. Play it another time. Yeah, maybe kind of like Lost Ruins of Arnak, where you can Start like me. really make your rounds 
elongate mm-hmm. or do a lot of things. Right. I wonder if there's something like that in the game. The where longer you can go, the better sort of thing. Efficiently mm-hmm. using um, those special actions and dice and their workers you can get mm-hmm. and they'll give you production or special yeah. powers. So there's a lot of variability in the game. Yeah. The contracts are going to be yeah. different. And I think what it is is those contracts, you see those contracts like, oh, I need a five yellow and two blue, two green ones and a brown five. You're like, so I'm like, you know how to do that, right? You just, I mean, you just do it. But like, maybe you're just not doing it the best way possible. So. Yeah, I, I would say I'm still intrigued by the game. There are mm-hmm. some games you're like, ah, I've played it. I don't really feel like I need to play it anymore. But this one, I'm like, ooh, like I'm still thinking about oh, that's it. Cool. And yep. so it doesn't I, feel broken do. at all. It feels yeah, like no, no. you feels gotta like figure out how to. I gotta figure this out. Let's put a little puzzly. So, but I will say, it could frustrate some people because you're like. By my first game, I was frustrated because I was like, all I need is two green twos or whatever. I don't remember what it was. It was like, I have a green six. (laughs) I've already used my saw blade and I can't do it. And like, it was like, Melissa, all I want are two green twos. (laughs) (laughs) I just remember this like conversation we had or when it was probably a different color, but I'm just saying it felt like I was frustrated, but playing it a whole game, I was like, oh, I understand a little bit more of the concept. The last game we played. Oh, final she was turn. Melissa, final turn. I was oh. like, oh, I can do something amazing. And I was like getting all through it. And then I realized I was missing one oh, no. like resource that I needed. <laughs> and she couldn't do it. And it was like a swing of 16 points or something. Oh, yeah, and it was yeah. like, all I needed was yeah. one little thing. But I yeah. overlooked it Ten when I was thinking I was... through all the stuff that I needed. But yeah, Woodcraft, I've enjoyed it probably about... Two and a half oh, hours yeah. ish it's, to play. Yeah. And I, oh, there's another thing we didn't mention player count. When we played a two player and four player, I would never play a two player game personally. It actually, I like it at four player, even though it's a longer game because of that rondelle, things are moving around the board just a little bit more. So I'm able to get bonuses because there's more players moving those pieces. Whereas in a two player game, it's like, well, she's only going to be moving one of them before it gets back to my turn. So it's not going to get that much better. Whereas by the time three other people are moving pieces, like, eh, this piece might, it might be a better piece for me to take. So I find that personally better at a higher player count for this type of a game. Yeah, I would agree, but I don't really like two-player games anyway, so I'm a bad judge of what makes a good two-player <laughs> game or not. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Woodcraft. If you want to see or hear about Wordcraft, Melissa's working on a video that you can check out on our YouTube channel for Wordcraft. That's a different game from a different company. <laughs> it involves words instead of wood. Yeah. Good distinction. Let's jump into a shout out to our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Meeple's Woodworking. They have a whole line of accessories for games. If you're looking for hit point counters or just cool point counters, if you're looking for overlays for certain games, they have a lot of stuff for Gloomhaven things for Magic the Gathering. They have resource tokens for popular games made out of wood or acrylic. Lots of interesting bits and pieces to bling out your favorite games. We showed off a few of their pieces on our November Saturday morning board game show. So if you'd like to see some of those in person, you could check out that video. And of course, you could go to their website and see all of the things that they offer at Meeple's Woodworking. Peopleswoodworking.com. Woohoo. Well, we're going to jump into a house guest segment with our friend Ted from Bezier. Welcome to the house. 
Hi there. Glad to be here. Yeah, Ted. So you've been on your uh, recurring house guest. So uh, welcome back, I should say, to the house. (laughs) Thank you. So tell us a little bit, uh, for listeners who are new to the program, a little bit about Bezier Games. So Bezier Games, we publish all sorts of games. We publish things like uh, One Night Ultimate Werewolf, Suburbia, Castles of Mad King Ludwig, Megalith Metro. Uh, We've been around for about 15 years now. And uh, this is kind of um, the most exciting job we've ever had publishing this. So everyone here, we we all love this business. We love the community. And uh, yeah, I mean, we're so excited to be introducing new games all the time. So that's super fun. So uh, was it 20... 21 or 2020 when you guys ran your big coloss, uh, collector's edition for Castles of Mad King, Ludwig? Uh, I think we, we launched the Kickstarter in January of 2021. Okay, so it was just last year. Okay, good. <laughs> so you, those are have been delivered or being delivered, and now uh, you are going back to Kickstarter for a, an expansion to yeah. Castles of Mad King, Ludwig. Uh, tell us a little bit about renovations. Sure. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's coming on, you know, on the heels of uh, being our Kickstarter being delivered. Our Kickstarter, of course, like everything, uh, in the last couple of years was delayed quite a bit, um, and so we were hoping that people would have had this in their hands, the collectors in their hands for for at least a year by now by the time the Kickstarter had started. Sure. But uh, it's a little, a little quicker than that. But the game itself will be out in uh, probably about nine months. So hopefully, you know, middle of next year. Uh, at some point. That's kind of what we're aiming for. Uh, what it is, it's an expansion to Castles of Mad King Ludwig. And the cool thing is it works with both the collector's edition that was just out as well as the first edition. So people who still have the first edition of Castles, uh, this this uh, new expansion is going to work for you guys too. Um, the expansion itself, what it does, it's really cool. It's called Renovations and uh, it consists of a bunch of these renovation tiles that fit on top of your room. So you buy a room, like a 600 room, it's one of the really large rooms, and maybe it's a a living room type. And uh, at some point in the future, another turn, instead of buying a room, you buy a renovation for that 600 room, you place it on top, and that renovation has two different types of rooms in it. And it's uh, the the types of rooms are controlled by the type of room it was. So a 600 room is gonna have living and outdoor rooms as, as, as some of the, the things it could have in there. So it could be a combination living outdoor room. Um, so for instance, I think one of the 600s is a patio, which is, it's a living area, but it's also outdoors. Um, and so we have came up with a lot of really fun things that are combinations of all those different types of rooms um, in castles. And you're able to place that on there and you get more bonuses, you get double completion rewards. It's really, really neat. So um, I always like to yeah, like peel behind the, the, look behind the curtain. How did... You know, this come to fruition. How did you come up with this idea of uh, renovations? So the weird thing about this is this is actually something that I've been working on for Suburbia for a long time, which is kind of a dual tile. So Suburbia, of course, they have individual buildings and there's different types like industrial, commercial, residential. Mm-hmm. And uh, for a long time, I have an expansion that is just not done, um, but it's been worked on and tweaked for Suburbia that has had this. And it's just it's never kind of gotten over the finish line. And uh, I think it was, we were doing so much kind of testing of all the components as they were coming in for the collector's edition after we had submitted it to the manufacturer, we got all this stuff in. And uh, so I was kind of just immersed in castles for a while. And so I thought to myself, you know, that was a really cool idea for Suburbia. It would work well for castles. And 
it came about very, very quickly after that because of all the work I had done for the suburbia one, things I had thought about and thrown out and whatever. Um, but it worked really, really well. And the tiles, they, they fit right inside the, uh, the room. So you can still see the walls and all the entrances. And uh, yeah, it was, you know, I was looking at my original rule set from, I think it was June of 2021. And it's not that far off from what we ended up with after, you know, lots of playtesting and some additional development. So it came about super fast uh, once it, it came up. And I was just actually looking for another game um, to see when our, our contract was for this for art. And we actually contracted the art in October of 2021. So it went okay. from, from June to October that quickly till we were ready to get art. So that's, that's a really fast development time for kind of a big expansion. Yeah. Yeah. I love the design. And, and like you said, how the root, the renovations are a little bit smaller um, so that you can sort of still see everything that you've already built. It, it makes sense. I think um, thematically um, with the renovations, like you're, you know, renovating rooms and it makes like, you know, people do that in their houses and they're like, Oh, we you know we want to switch up rooms. So I think that really does work in a thematic sense. So uh, kudos to you on that. Um, the um, the names uh, are you guys like just brainstorming names? How does that all work with all the different renovations? Oh, that was super fun. So you know, it was it was kind of one of those things of well, what is a room? You know, we were saying before like what's a, a an outdoor room that's a living area? Well, patio was was one. We had actually a bunch of those things came up that were never used for castles, different types of rooms or areas that are some sort of combination. So a combination of a utility room and a sleeping room is a linen closet, you know, things like that. Like, and they seem really obvious when you say it, but before yeah. you were thinking like, what could that possibly be? And there's so many things came up for all of those different combinations. And that was actually really fun. And there were some really fun, creative ones. I think one of my favorites is the outdoor activity area, which is a basketball court. Um, uh, you know, it's just, it's something that's you wouldn't think of normally. Well, hey, if you're going to renovate your castle, why not put in a basketball court? Why not? Cover up I mean, that, that old uh, room that you had before. So. <laughs> that's that's really cool. So this is, um, is this the third or fourth expansion to Castles? It depends on how you're counting. That's what um, I was going to ask. I, how, you, how do you count? <laughs> <laughs> so we did, originally, Secrets was the first expansion, and it consisted of like four mini expansions. So it had extra mm -hmm. rooms and moats and swans um, and secret passages. And then for the Collector's Edition, we added Towers and Royal Decrees. So right there you have six, kind mm -hmm. of, and then there's kind of the Polish Rooms expansion, which is <laughs> another one, kind of, so that would be seven right there. Uh, and so this would be the eighth, technically, uh, if you're counting them all individually like that. Okay. So, uh, but, but it's a very, very big one. We've never done anything like this, like that's a single expansion that's standalone. It's just, it's a ton of uh, renovation rooms. And mm -hmm. actually we've added in some, some extra bonus cards, and favors, and some more Royal Decrees. Um, so yeah. it has some extra stuff in there. Yeah, some extra stuff. I I really enjoyed the towers and the royal decrees. Um, those are really uh, make the game uh, interesting to me. And now I'm trying to decide if I like renovations even better uh, than wow. the, <laughs> than the towers expansion. Uh, the, the towers was really cool because you know it's it's a new room type, right? So that was kind of yeah. fun. But the renovation sort of like you can basically it it, it opens up the door to do pretty much almost anything to the castle that you're building. So that's why I'm still debating in my mind. I haven't made a decision yet, which one's my favorite, but it's between those two. So that's I don't, it. That's, no, we, we have loved it here. Um, you know, I know the staff 
when we play, they're like, yeah, we're doing renovations, right? Like we we have other things to test and whatever. And they're like, well, we should really just do that just to make sure. And I'm like, I think we're done testing at this point. So we still end up playing it. So that's kind of fun. Cool, cool. Well, uh, like we said at the beginning, this is going to Kickstarter. Um, by the time this podcast is live, I believe your Kickstarter will already be running. So tell us the dates of the Kickstarter, the um, the price points, and like what what they can expect on the Kickstarter campaign itself. Sure. So uh, the Kickstarter starts November first, uh, which is a Tuesday. And it's, uh, it, it has a, a couple different things available. So one of the things we wanted to do was to make this successful. I mentioned before, it's compatible with both the first edition of Castles as well as the current one. So you can just get the renovations expansion. And I believe that's at the, uh, that's the first pledge level. And that's pretty relatively inexpensive. I think it's a $30 price point. So that's, that's pretty good. And you just get renovations and stuff and it'll work with anything you have. So if you have the collector's edition or if you have the first edition, it's going to work with that. Uh, then after that, we have another one. I'm not sure the price point on this, but it's the Colossal Renovations one. So people who've gotten the Colossal Collector's mm-hmm. Edition, it has everything in there that you need that will work with the Colossal Collector's Edition. So you'll have the really, really big renovations to fit on your very, very large rooms that you've got <laughs> in your Colossal Edition. Uh, and then finally, we have another kind of the the premium tier level that has the second edition of castles that includes renovations as part of it. So it's kind of uh, you know, collector's edition without all the fancy stuff, without the metal coins and the plastic towers and some of the really cool stuff that came with the collector's edition to make that really special. But the second edition, which is going to be coming out next year anyway, uh, it'll work with that. So um, yeah, those, those are the three different pledge levels that you can get. Cool. And uh, so it starts November 1st, which so it'll all be live listeners when you're listening to this podcast and it goes all the way till the end of November. Is that correct? I believe it is. Let me check here. It goes th- until I think it is a 30 day uh, campaign. I'm going to say either. Yeah, I am not positive, but it, it's about a month. It's about 30 days. It's, it's about 30 days. For the most yeah. Part. yeah. So, hey, if you're listening to this and it's before Thanksgiving, you know, go to Kickstarter, <laughs> go look for the Castles of Mad King Ludwig renovations uh, uh, campaign and go back it. Uh, it. We are fans here at Tantrum House of Castles. So we say this is an integral part of the game now. So <laughs> uh, oh, anyway, that's very nice to hear. Thank yes, you. Def- definitely. So, uh, Ted, before we say goodbye, we wanted to say thank you for being a platinum sponsor of TantrumCon, Bezier Games. And that's going to be coming up um, in just a few months, February, the end of February, 24th through the 26th. And yeah. uh, they'll be there present. So if you would like to come uh, to TantrumCon listeners and see Bezier Games and all that they have to offer and say hi to the crew there, I know a few of you all will be there. So that's exciting. Yeah, I'm actually I am planning on attending. I have not attended one yet, so I'm very excited about this. Awesome. And so I will be attending for the first time. Uh, yay, right. yay. Well, so, you've heard it here uh, first, <laughs> folks. Uh, come say hi to Ted um, over over here at TantrumCon. And uh, that'll be the end of February. So badges are already on sale. You can check that out at tantrumcon.com but thanks again ted for joining us here at the house for uh the segment and talking about the renovations expansion to castles absolutely thank you for having me all right bye-bye ted bye why don't we jump into our kickstarter conniption kickstarter conniption This episode, we'll be talking about four games coming to crowdfunding platforms uh, during the middle of November. Will, start us off. Oh, this might be a long one. I'm ready. So the game that I'm excited about is 
actually on Kickstarter already by the time you're listening to this episode, but it's not too late. Go check it out. It's called the, it's not called the, it's just called Unconscious Mind from Fantasia Games. It's from designer uh, Johnny Pack, Yoma, Antonio Zax, Lasquez, uh, a, a big lineup of designers. It's also illustrated by Andrew Bosley and Vincent Dutre. So some really beautiful art in this game. This is a pew, pew, pew game. It is a one to four player, um, not really heavy Euro, but medium heavy Euro away game. Uh, it takes about an hour to two hours to play, depending on your player count. And it's the theme for the game is that you are Freud, the original psychologist. You are analyzing uh, people's dreams in the game. And the way you're going to do that is you have this wheel. It's kind of like a target, maybe with like three different layers to it. And you are kind of upgrading the treatments that you have for your patients, your insights. Yeah. So you've got three different types that you're working to upgrade. There's a central board in the game. Uh, when I was playing this game, you can definitely feel like the influences of the designers in it. So, uh, Yoma, which is the designer behind, uh, Endless Winter, he likes to have just like boards everywhere, which I kind of like. And so this game has like a central player board that has insets where you put different tiles and take different actions and you... It's like a worker placement area where you stick your speech bubbles, which are kind of cool. Your thought bubbles out on the board to take like actions. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the point on the speech bubble points to which action you're going to go. Cause it's like a grid where you could, if you flip the, the word bubble upside down, it points to one thing. If you point it to the left, it points to another thing. And you will, uh, you'll take those actions on that board. Then on your own personal board, you will be collecting tiles that you purchase from the main board and those trigger uh maybe kind of not like wingspan but like you have a row of tiles and when you trigger them it triggers everything in the row so you're kind of building those out over the course of the game they also kind of have a the kind of thing you see in most rolling rights where like if you complete an entire column or row you'll also get bonuses that way and so you're unlocking different things in that way in the game you also have a clientele board where you actually treat the different patients. And so you will draw cards and then you'll overlay those cards with semi-transparent cards that have nightmarish, uh, what are those ink blot things called on them? Oh, yes. I know what those you're talking things, about, the ink blots. There's a name for them probably. Rorschach. Yes, Rorschach. Yes. Yes, they represent grief. Yes. And then you also have two different layers of dreams cards that you are trying to sort through as well. So the cards have symbols on them that you have to match using your target board idea thing where you're upgrading those. There's just pieces everywhere. And the best part is that these pieces are gorgeous. You have uh, like this, your main marker that you're moving is a like glass flask well yeah it's an inkwell with ink in it and a little cork on top you've got little crystal beads and colored beads and uh, all the boards in the game are inset you're tracking different things in different ways it's just it's really beautiful lots of really cool stuff going on sarah and i had an opportunity to play it we'll have a kickstarter preview video up so you can check out yeah we were fortunate to play in essen um with both Johnny Pack and uh, Yoma and maybe Yoma, other yeah. people. There were several people at the table. I actually didn't get all their names, yeah. but it was a great little rundown that they gave us. We've played it uh, twice and a half, once and a half times now. Um, and so we'll be putting a video out that you can check out on that. Kevin and Melissa got to try a couple rounds tonight. Yeah. What did you guys think about? This is definitely my type of game. Not only does the artwork like draw me in. Got but, that Vincent Dutre in there. But the, the actions I, I felt were really enjoyable. I like moving up the different tracks, getting bonuses, getting um, sort of ongoing bonuses was mm-hmm. kind of fun as I'm 
I'm pushing and pulling at different levers and I'm like, oh, if I do this, then I can activate these things. And that's, it was really cool as you're, you're basically feeling more powerful throughout the game. Mm -hmm. So I really like that. Yeah. I felt like there was always something I could do. It wasn't like, oh, I can't do anything this turn or like that was a wasted turn because there's so many ways to advance or get points or move things up. You Mm -hmm always can do something right even like your rest action once you've spent all your word tokens and you pull them back even that is like three or four things going on <laughs> you're advancing you're traveling on another track you're kind of trying to catch up with uh freud you are there's theses that you could publish in the game to score points there's lots of different ways to match icons and score points there's just a lot of stuff going on it look you need a big table but it looks great out on the table uh so definitely check that one out on kickstarter if you enjoy that type of game because it is rich and gorgeous and i think you'll enjoy it Melissa, what game are you looking at? So I'm looking at Fit to Print from Flat Out Games, and this is already on Kickstarter. It's designed by Peter McPherson. He was the designer of Tiny Towns. Um, and Ian O'Toole is the artist. And it has this fun kind of animal theme. So it's kind of like Anthropomorph- animals. Anthropomorphic? Anthropomorphic animals. Yeah. Printing newspapers in the fifties or something, right? Like they kind of yeah, uh, yeah it kind of like has cool, an old timey cool. uh, a feel to it. But newsies, if they were animals. <laughs> so the main way to play this game is real time. So it is a bit frantic, but I think that makes sense with the whole newspaper theme. Gotta get it out. And basically, you have this little board in front of you that represents your newspaper. Uh, front page and there's all these tiles that are face down and this part of the game reminds me a little bit of galaxy trucker where you're going picking a tile flipping it over and deciding whether you want to keep it or not but the interesting thing is the tiles you keep you're putting on your news desk you're not actually putting them on your newspaper so you're not arranging your tiles yet not building that puzzle yet so You are taking tiles, deciding which ones you want to keep, and there's all sorts of ways that they're going to score. Um, So there's certain things you're looking for. And then at some point during the round, and this is a timed round, you can decide if you want it to be five minutes or three minutes or whatever. I think we uh, actually... We upped it to six because we needed some help. (laughs) We we, we gave ourselves a little extra time. We did, because it was the first time we didn't know all the icons. So... So you're taking tiles, you're deciding what to keep or not keep, and then you decide, you say, layout, I am not going to take any more tiles, now I'm going to actually start putting them on my board. And this is where you can arrange them however you want, but the whole round (laughs) is only, let's say, five minutes, so if you've spent three minutes taking tiles, then you only have two minutes to place your tiles. So whatever time you spend in the one part... You're going to have less time in the other part. And you, maybe you go, oh, I didn't take enough tiles. I have a bunch of empty space. Or I took too many tiles and now I have extra tiles that I can't place on my board. So it, it was a, I thought it was an enjoyable, kind of frantic, but then puzzly aspect. And it was probably good for me because I would, if there wasn't a time aspect, <laughs> might get a little AP about trying to design the perfect newspaper but just having those few minutes it was kind of like 
well, this is the best I can do, or this is what I have. It's about to. That's what all our games ding. are like. This is the best we can do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to think for five more minutes. <laughs> um, but so I, I really enjoyed it. I do have a newspaper background. My degree is in print journalism. So I really resonated with the theme. There's going to be each round, there's going to be special cards that'll give you bonuses for doing certain things. You can even get player powers if you want to add that into the game. So there's some asymmetry and, you know, you're trying to put certain icons together or not ones together. And if you put the wrong things together, they won't score. So there's a lot of interesting yep. things with the tiling aspect to it. And if you really can't get past the real time part of it, they have a whole other set of rules just for you. So they have a market that you can take from on your turn and place them. So if you don't like the the regular real time rules, you can always play the other way. So I, I think it's slow-mo mode. Slow-mo mode. And it's more of a tile drafting type of game yeah. in that aspect. But that is Fit to Print from Flat Out Games. We're going to have a an overview video and a playthrough video on the channel that you can check out if you want to see anthropomorphic animals creating newspapers. Kevin, how about you? I'm going to have a game from Artipia Games launching the middle of November called Series. This is a one to four player sci-fi worker placement game that plays in about two hours. Um, it's set in uh, the near future where players take on the role of asteroid mining corporations. And the game plays in three rounds. Um, and each round is sort of like represented a year on series. Uh, players can choose from lots of different kinds of actions, like launching mining probes, trading uh, materials, constructing, upgrading their facilities, as well as expanding the colony on series. Um, you can improve your technology, like through research and liaising. Is that how you say it? If you're a liaison, are you liaising? Liaising. Sure. <laughs> anyway, with the Mars Council, in order to exploit their powers, the interesting thing about this game is it's been co-developed with an astrophysicist so that it's a little bit more thematic and there's some innovative twists to the work pla worker placement genre. So check out Series from Artipia Games on Kickstarter. And Sarah, you have one more? Yep. Or you have one? <laughs> I have one. Uh Maple Valley uh, is launching on November 15th. This is the next in the world set by Creature Comforts from Kids Table Board Gaming. And in this one, there is a festival about to happen. And the animals have woken up from their hibernation and rest from the winter. And now there's a spring festival. And so all the animals are getting ready to go to the festival. So you take on the role of the little kids uh, getting ready, trying to help their parents. So they have been tasked with trying to collect and gather things to bring. So like creature comforts, you will be gaining resources. And this uh, has a large map board with lots and lots of different trails and different things you can pick up along the way. So depending on the routes that you take, you will be gaining different types of resources. And you'll use those to maybe purchase a basket that you need to take with you. And if you have the basket, you can get 
if and you have this other item that goes with the basket to take to the festival, you'll get a bonus or, you know, other or you're making a cake to to bring for the festival. So um, so you'll have uh, different characters that will be um, helping you along the way and you'll be gaining those items and resources to um, hopefully get all the stuff you need to come to the festival at the end. So that is Maple Valley in the Creature Comforts world, all the same fun little animals and artwork um, coming from Kids Table Board Gaming on November 15th. Speaking of fun little animals, let's go ahead and transition into our Thanks Gaming session. Thanks Gaming! Because I just got the first part of my Kickstarter backer reward, and I'm hoping the rest arrives before Thanksgiving. We have a problem this year. What? We have lots of problems. The problem is we're not going to be here. I know. I, Sarah was telling me that you're missing out on your fifth annual turkey run. I know. The Turkey Day 1K. Or 1K. That's what we should call it. I've never called it Turkey the, Day 1K. With the tagline, let's not overdo it. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> it is a longstanding neighborhood tradition. We started it, was it? Five years ago. Five years ago. Exactly that long ago. And uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. A little our neighborhood is like, I don't know. We got the quarter best of a mile oh. if you do it twice. Okay. So it's real short. No, if you do it once, it's a quarter mile, right? If you go all the way around? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We do a figure eight Oh, track, okay. That's so cool. So it's a little little okay. more, a little longer. Um, anyway. Anyway. So we're missing that tradition because we're going problems. to visit family that we don't usually go visit during Thanksgiving. We usually go visit them during other times. So... So we'll be out of town. We won't have our normal gaming traditions. But one of the things that we typically do on Thanksgiving, uh, this has been the last probably five years as well, is we sit down for whatever the longest board game is, basically, that we can think last of. Last time was Everdell and all the expansions. Ooh. So far. Oh. So now the new one just, just got came. That's what I was talking about. That's when are we going to play this? Well, it's animals. not going to fit in the car. Right. We can't take it Why with us. Why can't you take it with you? Have you seen how big it's? <laughs> Three suitcase sizes. That's like the size of a child. It's the size of a child. I can leave one of my kids here. Just have them hold it in their lap. <laughs> For eight hours. This is too long of a drive to hold it. So I have received the Maple Leaf. No, not Maple Leaf. Maple Valley. The new leaf expansion. We've got our deluxe component tray holders and the wooden tree mm-hmm. however we've not received the actual game yet my plan was i literally was thinking over thanksgiving we'll apply five thousand stickers which <laughs> to we did meeple. hear from amy and larry they got theirs done amy was like i'm pretty sure i like i realized i looked at my watch and it was like a couple days later when i got <laughs> done looking at the stickers and they sleeved all the cards and i was like yep everdell features a like uh, I don't know, at least four players in the base game of cute little animeeples. And then each expansion they've come out with since then it's has like a new more. set of yeah, one or two, two to four uh, meeples in it. And then the new deluxe version comes with art that you can apply to all those. So you can stick stickers on all of your 500 wooden meeples and they look adorable. Uh, so I am looking forward to playing this. They recommend, I think, that you don't play all the expansions together. However, I will not be listening. <laughs> So Kevin and I still have never actually played Everdell. Thanksgiving 2023. Let's set the date now. Is this Everdell in your top 10 board games of all time? It is indeed. Okay. So I already know two games in your top 10. Actually, probably three. Probably more games than I know in my top 10. It's probably true because it keeps changing. 
Yeah. So, so one of these days, Kevin's just going to film your top ten Will for you. Perfect. <laughs> I love this like, plan. Can I just be like deep fake Will's, Will's face? Yes. That would be amazing. <laughs> AI my uh, face in there. That'd be great. Be like, this. This is my top ten. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see it. I'm, I'm down we, to a goatee now, so you're closer. Okay. You can yeah, get yeah. the. Uh, so we have played with portions of three of the expansions. All at the same time. Yeah, at the I same mean, we time. Played all Which of them was not recommended, right, but we had the did. prototypes, yeah. Right. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did receive some of the prototypes stuff. We played the cards, but we have not those actually prototypes used... are still right there. Uh, I think those are the actual real games. Yeah, but those the, are the real ones. The prototype oh, oh, cards oh, are probably... you've already unpacked them? No, no, no. We've had those. That's, those are the those old... Those aren't even the new ones. That's just oh, the original. That's the older oh, expansions. Well, you're right, because New Leaf Pearlbrook is and gotcha. Belfair and Spirecrest are all gotcha. original stuff. They've added the new final right side, which is the train station. Oh, yeah. That did look cool art. looks pretty cool. Yeah. It all looks pretty cool. And did you know that there is a Tantrum House promo promo card card pack that you can get for Everdell? There you go. It is not included in the collector's edition. In the collector's edition or any of the stuff from um, Starling Games. So you have to go to our Kickstarter page. Uh, Game found it will be by the time this launches will be opened up to late pledges, so oh, cool. you can get it there. It does replace um, the storehouse. Yes, the storehouse yeah. cards. So it, you replace it with the tantrum house. Cards. There you go. Very cool. Way better. Yeah. So <laughs> Melissa and I, uh, for the last sixteen, seventeen years, our tradition has been to go to Gatlinburg Pigeon Forge area and spend Thanksgiving with her. Uh, family there and we rent a rent a log cabin we did miss 2020 but funny thing is tantrum house rented a log cabin that ah. year so technically it, technically that fall we were still standing. in gatlinburg so <laughs> it is kind of funny it's like we haven't missed a year <laughs> way to go because remember we did that like I do, yes yeah, yeah. We did. do you guys play games during that i assume oh yes but we already have a list. Nice. Kevin's been uh, making a list yep. of the games to take. Yes, we probably put like 20 to 30 games on the list that we're interested in taking. And then we'll just te- check with the family and be like, we definitely have some new games that we want to get to the table that we just haven't played yet that are new. We have some like longstanding games that we like Kingsburg usually yeah, comes, things like that. Out. And then um, also Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective, we have like four or five different boxes of those so we'll bring a box and we'll play a few of those detective cases because it's that's a nice like thing to do like on the side everybody hanging yeah, around, everyone and, hanging around. So have your parents been gamers forever did you guys pull them in did they inter- did they raise you right what's the uh i mean i grew up playing games i'm not sure how often my parents played with us but i know my brother and i would play games and you know, occasionally they would play with us. We definitely brought them into the Euro gaming scene. Yeah. So now my parents actually have regular game nights with some of their friends. What? So, yeah. you know, we've introduced that. We're always looking for games that we think might work with their friend set. And it's usually between four to six players. So stuff like So Clover. For Sale. For Sale. Ten. Um, yeah. Things that are... That are great. Yeah, <laughs> that that aren't necessarily like party party games, right, but, but that can, aren't heavy. Yeah, they're, they're code names. Yeah, they'll do Ticket to Ride and Carcassonne. Yep, code names. I'm trying to think. Silver and Gold. Mm-hmm. Some of the Roll and Rights and yep. stuff like that. My parents have been 
they I don't think they do it really by themselves, but when they do hang out with us, they know that it's part of the lifestyle. So they've they've started to come in and they now play the games with us. Cool. The funny thing is, my dad is like. He's an intelligent guy. He's an engineer, so it's not like he can't think in this way, but he always like acts like, oh, I just, I'm not going to do well. I can't. I'm not going to win. And then he's beat us like the last <laughs> five awesome. or ten games that we played. We just played iRobo with him, and he crushed he us. He crushed <laughs> Will immensely in That's that awesome. game, which it was an area control, and I it was kind of like Will. a Sudoku. Were you not playing? What do you mean crushed Will? <laughs> yes, I knew crushed I was all blue. of us. I don't know what you're <laughs> No, it was like an area control game, but kind of like Sudoku type yeah, board it's and from rules. Funny Fox, we picked it up while we yeah, were in Essen. So, and it is like yeah, Sudoku, but area control, and everybody's laying token numbers on the board. And yeah. he was acted like, I don't think I'm. I don't know. I don't no, know, he I was don't like, know. I don't know, but I've got a strategy, and I'm going to stick to it. And we're like, okay. And then he, we get to scoring. I was like, wait a minute, he's got control of everything <laughs> this is the picture i know you can't see this on oh, podcast this is, world. This, is this is from t- a couple of years ago these are the games we brought to thanksgiving how many do you think are there Whew. that looks like uh, a hall 10, from 20 a- 30 it does it looks like a it's game like convention a game hall, hall. <laughs> yeah there's at least 30 to 40 games there and that's about normal we'll just pack the back of our uh, crv and you, do you know get through 30 of them or do you yeah, get through we'll 10? To, we'll, get, we'll get through 80% of those. Wow. So, all right. That's yeah. a good time. And it's almost like a goal at that point. Right. We right. brought them. Let's play. Play them all. Yeah. Yeah. Usually we stay in the cabin all day on Thanksgiving Day. We usually get there Wednesday. So mm. we're playing some games Wednesday night. And then Thursday, besides eating, we're probably playing games. Mm-hmm. And then some of the other days we're going out, like Black Friday shopping or going yeah. into town and something like that. But we're usually still playing at least a few games, yep. maybe in the evening. Yeah, yep. that's a lot of fun. That's how we started. Uh, I don't know if it was really me and you or if it was really like we were like, Liam, you should play one of these games with us. He was excited no, about it. was Caverna. definitely me and you because we played some without the kids. Before they were into it. Yeah. Because we, we played, we picked whatever was like, this one's hard to get to the table because we don't have the time. Like Caverna. Right. Caverna was yeah. the one. Caverna was the one that Liam jumped in on and he was like, I want to play it. And we were like, uh, are you sure? It's going to be a long time. And then he played it and loved it and it was great. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of started the tradition because the next year he was like, oh, we got to play another one like that. What are we going to play this year? Okay. Play so the better one, Agricola. Right. I don't nope. know if we played nope. Agricola. <laughs> I, I do agree. I like it a little better. I, I know we played uh, Cavern Tavern like oh, one fun. year. He yeah. really enjoyed yeah. that one. And he um, beat us. Probably. I don't remember actually which I ones we have played. I was high but. and like, you know, enjoying myself. And I was like, wait a minute. Liam's coming from behind at the end. What's happening? <laughs> Did we play Everdell with him last we year? We played Everdell. Yeah, we played. We played Everdell we played. a couple times because like, we played through all the expansions, like not together. We played them separately last year. Played like all Mood Breakers together. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Yeah. That would be a good one. I actually don't know. I mean, Everdell was on my list for this year. We'll see if we, we probably aren't taking it to the, the parents. But Nope. How long is Endeavor Age of Sail? Is that a longer one? No, it's uh, not. But it would be a good, he would enjoy that one. So yeah. it, it would be a good fit for that type of thing. Cool. So let us know uh, what kind of games you guys play for Thanksgiving. Do you guys have any gaming traditions? Uh, you should. We should probably post something on Facebook and then ask everybody for their favorite gaming traditions or something. So check that one out. See if you can find anything to comment on right there. Uh, I think stick around for or be be excited. I don't know what the word is. Next episode, we're going to be talking. I don't think we're talking any games, even though we'll have played games all through Thanksgiving. 
We're going to talk shows. Well, <laughs> maybe I do have a couple games I want to talk about. Oh, next, okay, next. okay. But we'll talk talk about games and then. But majority. we won't have played games at Thanksgiving yet. Yet. When we record we're, the we're next show, we're pre-recording our next episode, which is going to be like the week of Thanksgiving, right? Right. But then, but even if we would have recorded our normal record time, right. it would, we wouldn't have actually in real time hit Thanksgiving. Right. That's right. They're not going to hear this next episode until after Thanksgiving. Which don't worry about time. <laughs> time is a wibbly wobbly. Yeah, wibbly thing. wobbly, timey wimey. We are, uh, but yeah, stay, stay tuned. If we're going to be talking some Star Wars, maybe some game changers. I don't know. We'll get some fun stuff in there. So. Be in there next week. See you guys then. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to the Tantrum House Board Game Podcast. If you liked any part of this at all, find and follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and tantrumhouse.com. Like us, share us, email us, call us, or send us a postcard to Tantrum House. 306 Berry Drive, that's B-A-R-R-Y, Greer, South Carolina, 29650.